This is a miracle that happens with a non-Jew. It's actually the commander of the army of Israel's most powerful enemy at the time, Aram. See, Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man before his master, the Aramean king, and held in esteem both by the king and the general public, and he had been extremely successful in war, and through him, the Lord had granted salvation to Aram. Interesting, through him, the Lord had granted salvation to Aram, that even, obviously, for the non-Jewish community, it all happens from God. Despite his prominence, his le- the, the man was a, um, a leper, and his leprosy deterred people from approaching him, and this bothered him greatly. Aram issued forth in raiding parties. On one occasion, they took a young girl captive from the land of Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She became a servant. Over time, she became close to her mistress, and the Israelite girl, who, has, who had observed Naaman's distress and loneliness, sought to help him. She said to her mistress, Let her, my master's request be put before the prophet who is in Shamron and the prophet will heal him of his leprosy. <clears throat> well, the suggestion was passed to the husband. Naaman came and told his master, king of Aram, saying, this and that spoke the young woman who's from the land of Israel. She claims I can be healed. The king of Aram, who was unfamiliar about how things operate in Israel, said, come, and I will send a letter explaining your situation to the king of Israel so that he will see that you'll be cured. Naaman went and took with him as a gift to the prophet 10 talents of silver, 6,000 gold coins, and 10 changes of garments. Naaman brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, and this is what the letter said, Now with the arrival of this letter for you, behold, I have sent Naaman, my servant, to you, and you will heal him from his leprosy. At that time, Israel had trouble defending itself against a repeated Aramean incursion into its territory, and therefore the Aram king could be very demanding. It was when the king of Israel read the letter that he rent his garments and said, Am I God to put to death and to bring to life that this person sends me to heal a man from a leprosy? I cannot possibly fulfill your request. Indeed, for now you know and see that he seeks a pretext to fight with me. If I reply that I cannot heal the man, the king of Aram will accuse me of lacking the will. It was when Elisha, man of God, heard that the king of Israel had rent his garment that he sent a message to the king and saying, Why are you rending your garments? You have no reason to worry. Let him come to me now. I will take care of him. And he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. Israel. So Naaman came with his horse and chariot and he stood at the entrance of the house of Elisha. Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and bathe in the Jordan seven times and your flesh will return to you and you'll be cleansed from your leprosy. When he heard the messenger's statement, Naaman was incensed as he went away. He said, behold, I said to myself, the prophet himself will come out to me and stand and he will call the name of God his Lord and he will wave his hand over the afflicted part of my body and heal the symptoms. He expected a real miracle with hand gestures. Aren't Amana and Parpar, the, the, the other rivers, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not bathe in them and be cleansed? If simply bathing in water will remove my plague, I could have done it elsewhere. He turned and went in fury. His servants approached and spoke to him and said, Our father, my father, had the prophets spoken to you to perform a difficult matter, would you not do it? In other words, had he said something harder? All the more so when he said, simply bathe and be cleansed. Why not try it? So 
He went down and immersed seven times in the Jordan in accordance with the words of the man of God, and his flesh returned clean of blemishes and wrinkles like the flesh of the small lad, and he was cleansed of all signs of leprosy. He obviously now regretted his earlier anger. He returned from Jordan to the man of God, he and all his camp. He came and stood before him and said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in the land, only in the Jewish people. In other words, that's the only true God. Please take this tribute from your servant. I wish to express my gratitude. Elisha made an oath and he said, As the Lord before whom I have stood lives, I will not accept anything from you. Naaman begged him to accept the gift, but Elisha refused. Naaman said, If you will not take the gift from me, please let there be let there at least be given to your servant a pair of mules, load of earth. In other words, the amount of earth from your land that can be carried by two mules, for your servant will no longer perform a burnt offering or feast offering to other gods, but only to the Lord. In other words, I accept upon myself to worship only the God of Israel, and therefore I want pure earth upon which to worship. Now Amman said, For this matter, let the Lord pardon your servant. When my master, king of Aram, comes to the house of worship of the fake god Rimon to prostrate himself there, and he leans on my hand, and I'm compelled to bow in the house of Rimon, may Hashem forgive me, forgive your servant from this matter. Elisha granted his request and said, go in peace. Naaman traveled the distance. Gehazi, the lad of Elisha, the man of God, said to himself, Behold, my master had speared Naaman the Aramean, and he's not accepting any gifts. It's a shame, a shanda. As the Lord lives, I'll run after him <clears throat> um, and take something from him. Gehazi pursued Naaman. Naaman saw him running after him, and he went off the chariot to meet him. He said, What's going on? Gehazi said, Since he wanted money, See, he invented a story in Elisha's name. My master said to me, Behold, just now two lads of the disciple of the prophets have come to me from the highlands of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of garment. Naaman was, Naaman was excited to, to be able to give a gift. He said, Please take two silver talents instead of one. And Gehazi obviously didn't you know, say no. And Naaman wrapped two talents of silver in two pouches two changes of garments, and he gave them to the two of his lads, and they carried it before Gehazi. Gehazi came to the citadel and took it from their hand and deposited it in his house. He sent the man off, and they went. He stood and he came and stood before his master in a regular manner. Elisha said to him, where did you come from? Gehazi said, your servant did not go here with you. I went nowhere. Elisha said to him, did my heart not go with you when a man turned around from upon his chariot to meet, to meet you? I was there. I know exactly what happened. It is the time to take the silver and use that silver to take garments, olive trees, vineyards, sheep, cattle, slaves, and maidservants. Is this the time? Is it proper? The leprosy of Naaman will cleave to you and your descendants forever. Gehazi walked out and he was leprous like snow.